everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Eternally Obsessed, the podcast where I talk about Marvel, Star Wars, anything else in the media I'm eternally obsessed with, joined with a fellow content creator and a friend each week. In this week's episode, which is going to be a really big episode, we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. This is going to be a non-spoiler review. And then later, we will dig into the spoiler stuff, which will be a majority of this episode. So even if you haven't seen the movie, you can stick around for the first 15 minutes just to hear our non-spoiler thoughts. And then click off, come back, and hear our spoiler discussion later. And joining me to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home, I have one of the biggest Spider-Man nerds I have ever met, Zoe. Zoe, thank you so much for joining this podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? to? Yes, everyone? well, thank you for having me. When I saw you were doing an episode on No Way Home, I'm like, I know I'm going to have thoughts on this movie because Spider-Man has been my life. Like since I was a tiny child, I would make my family reenact scenes with me. Very annoying like that. Um, yes, Zoe Cannoli slash Cool Cannoli. That's me. I mainly just post a lot of Marvel stuff, sometimes Star Wars stuff too, but very big into Marvel slash MCU. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much for being on here. Um, guys, you should follow Zoe. Like she makes such funny Marvel TikToks. I've seen her on my For You page. And then she's just like really great. And so I decided to follow her and now we're here. No way home. Um, But yeah, you should go check her out. She's definitely a really fun person to talk to. Super sweet. So I will leave all of her links in the description, but definitely go check her out. So let's just like pretty much web right into it. Oh, good one. (laughs) I I like try to do puns and like sometimes it works, but um, I don't know if this is a bad one. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, let's just dive right in. So we're going to start off, like I said, this is a non-spoiler review. This will sort of just be like our first thoughts, non-spoiler review, any of that. I know Zoe here has seen the movie three times already and I've only seen it (laughs) once. And as of recording, it's not even been 24 hours since I've seen the movie. So I have a lot of processing left to do but I feel like we'll get through it as we you know get through the episode but yeah Zoe would you like to go first and give us your non-spoiler review yeah so I saw the movie for the first time Wednesday then at the soups fan event and then I saw it Thursday and Friday and just every time I'm like there's no way this movie is real it's so amazing if you're a Spider-Man fan even if you're not you are going to love this movie. I would say it is a love letter to Peter Parker. Um, I can't go into like too much detail, but I remember leaving the theater and I was just like, oh my goodness, did I really like, this is incredible for me. I, it blew my mind, definitely lived up to the hype. And it was just so, so, so amazing. Like I didn't, I never even ate my popcorn I bought and I'm someone who loves popcorn I was so into the movie like I had a large popcorn didn't even like get the top layer off I was just so into it it's so good and it stays good every single time I've watched it I've had the eat, same amount of hype same amount of emotions it's just incredible yeah no I think honestly what you um voice like what you said a lot of people have voiced and I can also voice as well um, so as we as mentioned before, Zoe's been a longtime Spider-Man fan. And personally for me, I have not. I did not grow up watching the Toby or the Andrew or even the Tom movies. Um, I watched all the movies. The, for, okay, I watched all the live action movies for the first time this year purely to prep for Spider-Man No Way Home because I saw that they were going to be bringing all of these different villains in. Um, but... <laughs> 
So I was like, well, I gosh, you know, like if I want to understand more about the world of Spider-Man, I got to watch the movie. So I watched the live action movie. So I felt pretty prepped going to Spider-Man No Way Home. And let me tell you, like Zoe said, whether if you're a Spider-Man fan, you're a Marvel fan, this movie will blow your mind. And especially to the Marvel fan part, I went with my sister. My sister has never seen a Spider-Man movie in her life before No Way Home. But she came out of this movie saying, I cried at least five different times. And this was a top five Marvel movie for her. Yes. So this attests to just how great this movie is. It is a love letter to Spider-Man fans. It is a, it is just like, it is every Spider-Man fans dream this movie. Like that's what it is. And it was just like the characters for me were the heart and soul of this movie and the acting performances put up by every single person in that movie was just across the board. Like, it was just beautiful to watch. And I just think, you know, like, if you love Spider-Man, like, this is a must-see film. This film deserves the hype. It deserves the love. It deserves every single record. It's breaking. Like, it, I don't, I don't know how they can honestly top this film because I know it's been confirmed yeah. that they are doing like another college trilogy. I just don't know like how they can top this at all. It was just, it was, I, it was a spectacle. That's what I'm going <laughs> to end it off at. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. All right. So we kind of even our non-spoiler thoughts. So we can get into the spoiler part. If you've not seen the movie, this is your cue to kick off, to leave, leave the podcast. To swing back. out. Yeah. <laughs> swing out. Like she said, <laughs> swing out. Exactly. So, um, yeah, this is your chance to leave and we are going to get into the spoiler discussion in three, two, one. Okay. So starting off with a spoiler discussion, we have a, we do have a little bit of an outline. I think like Zoe <laughs> and I said, the characters were, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing your it's name. It's okay. A lot of people call me Zoe anyways. <laughs> now I will stick to Zoe. Um, a lot of people like Zoe and I said, the characters were the heart of this movie. So why don't we just start off with discussing the characters starting off with um, Tom Holland, specifically <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh my goodness. Spider-Man. I think this is his Spider-Man logo. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Let's start off with just Peter Parker, Spider-Man, specifically Tom Holland, where I, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, okay, so I've never been the biggest fan of Tom Holland's. I've never had, like, a problem with him, but I'm just like, I don't know, this isn't the Spider-Man I've read in comics or, like, seen in the other movies. But this movie, he truly became his own, like, Spider-Man. He is no longer, as people would call him, Iron Boy Jr. Like, he, oh my goodness, just, he was incredible. The anger he was able to channel when he was like, oh my goodness, just everything. I was like, damn it, is Tom Holland my favorite Spider-Man now? He was incredible. I didn't think he would be able to give us such like moving performance, but every single thing I was like, wow, (laughs) just in shock with his talent. And it broke me. (laughs) He totally broke me and is definitely one of the reasons I cried in that movie. Yeah, I mean, again, like I got to voice everything you said. I think I have not read the spider-man comics but from what i've been able to gather of what people think spider-man should be um from watching the spider-man movies like the most comic accurate up until no way home that i uh tried to figure out was probably like toby mcguire's and for me like andrew garfield just personally was my favorite spider-man but i just always thought toby mcguire was like the best written spider-man that we had seen Mm -hmm. or 
uh, so far. And then No Way Home comes around. And again, like I was very similar to you. I didn't really have a problem with like Tom Holland. I didn't even think of him as Iron Boy Jr. to be honest. Yeah. But it was just like when you look at his story that we saw with Homecoming and Far From Home, and then you compare it to what we saw with like the Tobey Maguire movies and how he was structured as Spider-Man, Tom Holland, Spider-Man just seemed kind of far away from that. Um, And so I just didn't really like none of her definitely didn't hate his movies definitely didn't love them either they're both very mid for me but then oh no way home comes around and it's like it was so good and his acting performance was so good and I think this is one of the best live action representations of Spider-Man we have ever seen. Definitely. And it was in No Way Home. It was with Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Like every single decision that his character made, I was like, this is the most Spider-Man thing. This is the most Peter Parker thing that can get like yeah. when he brought in those four villains into Happy's apartment, like barely knowing about their backstory, barely knowing about um, what they can do and not even knowing like what happens in their own individual universes. But he just bought them in because he wanted wanted to see if he could help them in any ways just off of what he'd gathered I was like this is the most Peter Parker thing to do it's like the most chaotic but most selfless (laughs) thing like that Spider-Man can do and I was just like yeah like this is a love letter to Spider-Man fans and Tom Holland Spider-Man like really embodied that in this movie so yeah so good (laughs) so good I know so is there so for you personally how do you think that Tom Holland Spider-Man like embodies what spider-man stands for in this movie i mean especially i'm don't want to spoil the movie too much even though i know we're in the spoiler part especially at the end when he is on his own he's making these his costume and living in the apartment it's like this is taking me back to what i'm used to seeing like with toby but like you were saying the way he's so selfless like he's he's just your friendly neighborhood spider-man and it's incredible seeing him just helping these people who are literally villains and like murderers in their own universes. And he comes in and he's like, you know what? No, instead of punishing them, we're going to like rehabilitate them and try and save them. And seeing that is just like, that's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man I know. And seeing him at the end on his own really is making it more like it because, you know, he didn't have the help of anyone else. He's doing this on his own in an amazing beautiful suit might I add that is now my new favorite Spider-Man suit of like the live action ones it was always Andrew before and I always hated Tom's but then I saw that and I'm like this is gorgeous and I'm really curious to see like I feel like they're going to get him more comic accurate or similar to like Toby's as we move on into the college trilogy with him having to figure this all out on his own and just yeah (laughs) Yeah, I think, honestly, this is the movie that made Tom Holland that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, even though it was as less, even though it was like the least concentrated away from the neighborhood as it Mm -hmm. could be. It was the one that was like, he was that friendly neighborhood Spider-Man because of how selfless he was. It really showed his heart, like how good of a person he is. Right. And like this time everything that he did it wasn't connected to tony stark and every decision Mm -hmm. he made like he made the decision based off of like what his what person closest to him aunt may said rather than you know like what necessarily tony stark would have done i don't know especially i feel like in the homecoming trilogy like i feel like the other part where we really did see the tom holland's heart was also in the homecoming trilogy with vulture but we kind of lost that a little bit in far far from from home home. yeah 
And then it really like swung back and just completely shown like in No Way Home. Like we just really saw. Yeah. I mean, almost everything he did in No Way Home was his own. Like you were saying, it's not related to Tony Stark. His villains and all his other other movies are after him basically because of Tony Stark and his suits. Tony Stark, this, everything's his own. And like at the end when he made the decision to like, I'm going to make sure everyone like forgets who I am. I'm sorry. I don't think Tony Stark would ever do that. Tony Stark likes the attention, but Tom's Peter is like, I'm going to do what's best for the people. Like, even if it means no one knows who I am, even if it means I lose everything, I'm on my own. I will do this. Like, I think you can really see the influence of Tony Stark at the beginning of the movie in particular, because obviously like this, everything that all the events that like accumulated in the movie wouldn't have happened if Tom, like Tom Holland's Peter Parker just said like, yeah, everyone can forget about me in the first place. Right. Yeah. Like none of the events movies would have occurred, but I think you can kind of see that impact of Tony Stark and like Tom trying to have people close to him, but also still being sort of remembered. Um, At least like that's the way kind of I interpreted it because he was like, Oh no, like this exception, this exception, this exception. And then towards the end, it was like, that is like spider-man like the one of the most selfless heroes because he was like no like everyone should forget and i think that decision was like the culmination of all the events that happened and like meeting the people that he did and um (laughs) just the interactions he had so i think it was actually really beautifully shown in just the development and the dynamics of spider-man yeah i totally agree with that yeah so after uh tom holland's like Peter Parker and Spider-Man. How about we maybe talk about how the other two Spider-Man that showed up, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, and how that (laughs) may have played into Tom Holland becoming the Spider-Man and the decision that he saw at the end. Because I think for myself, the dynamic between the three of them was one of the most perfect things I've seen in Marvel like I just want to say the way that Toby and Andrew were integrated into this movie they had the perfect amount of screen time they had the perfect fight scenes they had the perfect lines they had the perfect dynamics perfect references and callbacks everything was so seamlessly integrated I literally had no issue with the way they were used at all and I kind of want to talk about how the interactions that they had with Tom Holland may have influenced his decision because I feel like it was definitely like a huge driving force in the change of his character. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, to go back to what you were saying about how they had the perfect amount of screen time and everything, they really did because Marvel totally could have made this a movie where we, it is all three of them, the stars, but they made sure we are going to keep Tom Holland like front and center. But yeah, I think the conversation the three of them had on the roof of, I think it was, yeah, on their school Midtown, it really started to show how other people like can be affected when Tom's like you guys don't understand what I'm going through like it's my fault she died first of all Andrew's face in that scene broke (laughs) me um but they're like no and they and then when Tom's saying like even when she was dying she said with great power and Toby finishes it saying comes great responsibility which amazing moment it shows Tom like she didn't die for nothing and helps push him. Like if they didn't show up in the movie, he would have just sent everyone home. Like that's one thing that he was ready to be selfish, but they kind of brought him back to the Spider-Man roots being like, no, we are going to like help cure these people. And 
I'm going to give Toby credit for most of this, but Toby was the one being like, hey, even though Green Goblin straight up murdered your aunt, um, we have to help him because like, that's what we do. And he stops him from straight up killing him, which I, we are definitely going to need to talk about that scene. Oh, yeah. When you get <laughs> to the villains, yes. you're going to. Um, yes. But they like reminded him that Spider-Man is someone who is selfless or even if he, maybe he didn't know that fully before, but they showed him like, like Toby and Andrew said, you know, it's just what we do. Like we're there to help people when they're in need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it, like part of it are, might be their regrets from not being able to help the villains that they yeah. were able to like the fact that, Doc Ock and obviously the Tobey Maguire trilogy he had to die sacrificing himself so that the arms would stop working right yeah like, correct me if I'm wrong about that but that was yeah. sort of the premise yeah like right he right. died with the arms um and then um like Green Goblin was obviously impaled and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry um, it's just such a funny Norman scene would, it couldn't be wasn't able to be cured but I think maybe from their side it was also a little bit I wouldn't say regret, but the fact that they had the ability to, you know, change these villains um, and basically help cure them, um, I think was really a motivator for also them to push like Tom Holland's Peter Parker in order to make that decision of don't hurt, like not to hurt them and to give these people a second chance. Yeah. And I just think like the way that the references were done really also just influenced Tom Holland's Spider-Man when he learned about the other people's stories. Like when Tom Holland said, you don't know what I'm going through. It's like, they do know what you're going through. Yeah. Technically they are you just a different (laughs) version. Like, you know, like Tobey Maguire lost, um, he literally said how he lost his best friend and um, yeah. <laughs> talked about losing Uncle Ben. And then obviously Andrew Garfield talked about losing Gwen Stacy. And- Man lost everything in his movies. Like he everyone lost he loved. Everything. Except and- for Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, they do know. And so because they do know what you're going through, they can help you find the best way. And I think because they were there, we got the story that like, because they were there, they were able to help Tom Holland and we, we're able to get the story that we get because they were integrated into it. And um, yeah, like that's kind of what my thoughts are on all that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Tom Owens, Peter Parker, Spider-Man stole the show, but I kind of want to talk about Dr. Strange for a moment. What are your thoughts about Dr. Strange? Okay. I, it's funny. Cause a lot of people I remember before the movie came out being like, Dr. Strange wouldn't be a reckless enough to like, do this spell and do that. And it's like, first of all, do you guys remember how Dr. Strange got his powers? Man was texting and driving and like went off a cliff. This man is reckless. I mean, he's not even in the movie as much as I thought he would be. He was over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. Like we only really saw him in the mirror dimension, which I mean, that was very, very cool. I loved that scene. And we saw him a bit before that. Like, I don't know. I get why he's trying to like control Peter because yeah, Peter did kind of ruin everything and and I wish we got to see more of him because originally the movie was supposed to be marketed as like civil war but spider-man versus doctor strange which I think would have been interesting if they did do that but then if they did that and the movie came out the way it did I'd be like so disappointed the lack of doctor strange but I wish yeah I just wish we got to see more of him in the movie because I didn't get a really vibe with his character too much like he had his fun snarky lines but other than that, oh, well, he did make me cry when he said people who like love and care about you 
we'll forget you will forget you when he said we I was like dang you got me there but yeah I just wish we saw more of him yeah I I feel like for me Doctor Strange was one of the weaker characters but also that's not a bad thing because it really allowed Spider-Man to shine I'm kind of glad they didn't go with the civil war of Doctor versus Peter Doctor versus Peter Strange oh (laughs) I'm losing my mind today um Strange versus Peter Parker because again I feel like it would have centered it kind of would have been very similar to that whole um Tony Stark and Peter yeah sort of thing and I just don't think like that would have been the best story arc to go with Peter Parker because I don't know how they would have been able to show how selfless he is yeah if he had someone influencing um so I'm really glad that he was not in the movie too much but also at the same time what we saw in the movie I honestly thought that Doctor Strange was gonna be like have a much bigger role on the behind the scenes because I Mm. thought I was sold on the fact that like, I was not surprised that this was a reckless thing Doctor Strange would do. But for me, I thought this was going to be a Doctor Strange variant who was trying to open up the That'd multiverse. So and that Spider-Man was the best way or, like, one of the best ways he could do open up this mm-hmm. multiverse and bring this chaos and, like, diverge these different universes. So I was convinced that this was evil Strange that we were seeing. And, the like, <laughs> the one time when I was watching the movie, the one thing that kind of convinced me was when I saw that goatee template, you know, like, I don't know if you saw <laughs> yeah. the box. Yeah, the, the MJ was holding. And I was like, oh, maybe like there is a variant of Doctor Strange in order to be the real one he's like using a goatee template (laughs) but I think towards the end like I was sort of convinced that this was like our Doctor Strange but I don't know a part of me is still still a little bit like so like maybe it's the one we saw in the post-credit scene scene because like why not like why like we don't know because yeah you never know with Marvel (laughs) yeah because we don't know if also, like, we know No Way Home takes place, right, um, after WandaVision. But yeah. the thing is, we don't know where the Loki series takes place in parallel to Phase 4 events. And mm-hmm. if the Loki series takes place before the events of No Way Home, who's to say that the multiverse wasn't already open by the time that No Way Home takes place and these variants are coming in? And the reason that these, like, other variants of Peter Parker and the reason that the multiverse was able to open up so seamlessly in No Way Home is because it was already open in the first place. Like, I know Doctor Strange is powerful, but he does not know too much about the multiverse. So how would the multiverse be able to open up because of one spell, right? So I just feel like unless it was like a variant of strange or unless the multiverse was already on its way to opening and this spell just sort of made it so that you know it was really easy to transcend multiple universes like i know we're kind of getting off strange off topic from stranger but i'm trying to make sense of the timeline like the timeline's uh, always confusing <laughs> like that's why it made sense for all of these yeah. variants to come in if the multiverse was already sort of on its way to opening if loki took place before the events of no way home you know but yeah, yeah I just think it was really funny how Peter Parker was able to beat strange using geometry, though. I loved that. It's like, good on him. You know what? Math is better than magic, I guess. Yeah, like, like mm, hilarious. It was hilarious. Like, <laughs> math. I just think it also goes to show that, like, I think that was where it kind of convinced me that maybe it is our strange because, like, strange kind of obviously does think of himself as being a little bit overconfident in his abilities. <laughs> Very <And> cocky. <laughs> the fact that he was able to literally get beat by a teenager in the Grand Canyon for 12 hours because of math <laughs> is like, yeah, maybe you should like <laughs> take some things into consideration for next time. But yeah. no, 
Um, Doctor Strange was a fun addition, though, and I think I was really happy with what he got, and the fact that he was a weaker character was not a detriment to him, but rather a positive, because it allowed Spider-Man to shine and really be, like, Spider-Man. Yeah, I definitely agree, because I thought going into this that maybe he was going to be, like, replacement Tony Stark for Spider-Man, like, his new, like, father figure, and I'm kind of glad he, that Peter didn't really end up with a father figure. I mean, like, kind of Toby and Andrew, but they're not really father figures. It's more like, you know, role model mentors, figures. Yeah. yeah, mentors. So I'm I'm glad that he was not as much in the movie as I thought he would be. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's get on to the villains. So for the villains, there's obviously, what, there were five villains, right? Yeah. Um. Did you think there was going to be a Sinister Six that there would be I was in the movie? hoping. Like, I thought maybe somehow one of Tom's villains would be in it, like Vulture or Mysterio. I know he's dead, but like all these other villains are dead too. Like he could have come back or Vulture could have like gone out of jail. So I was thinking, I was like, oh, we're going to have like a twist in the movie. Um, One of them's going to come in and they never did, but I'm completely fine with that. I think the movie, like as we've seen, Spider-Man 3 um, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 really struggled with having multiple villains. But I'd say No Way Home did it perfectly. They had five villains, which is more than both those movies had, yet they did it so well. Yeah, no, I got to agree with you. I'm glad that, like, I was also thinking that I was really sold on Mysterio for making a cameo for some reason. Right? Like, I didn't even want him to be in the movie completely, but I just thought he would, like, come in. And at the end of the day, I'm not disappointed that he didn't at all, even though yeah. I would have liked to see it. And you were right, like, they were able to handle five villains really well considering that other spider-man movies in the past struggled to have like multiple villains in one movie and probably because it was not a multiverse so i don't know it's like when you had like multiple villains in the other movies it may have just seemed a little bit unrealistic that spider-man could defeat all three of them and it's also like with those movies they had to set up the villains like yeah, in, in Spider-Man the- 3, we were introduced to Sandman, Venom, and like we already knew James Franco's Harry, but like we fully saw him go evil in that movie. So that's three characters. Two of them, you have to get their entire backstory and see them become villains. And then with James Franco, you just have to see him become a villain. And then the amazing Spider-Man 2, the same thing. It's like Electro and their emo Harry. You have to get their backstories and how they became villains. But with this, it was like, I know their backstory. Like, I'm here. I know they're evil. I know what happened to them. And it worked really well. <laughs> Maybe the detriment of those two originals, having too many villains, was actually a strength of this one. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, let's get into the villains. And I think we can just talk about each of them. And obviously, for some of them, we'll have a lot less to say because there were villains that played a much yeah. role, larger role in this movie than others. So why don't we start with Lizard? Like, <laughs> fire away your thoughts on lizard he was there i mean he was barely in it uh i mean it was cool to see him again obviously but literally if he wasn't in the movie i think i would like would not have cared it would have been the same exact movie for me uh yeah he was he was just there he was the cool dinosaur in the room uh he had one of the one line that i'm like that sounds so weird and it was when um what was it i it was when MJ was like telling them like, I'm going to press this. I'll p- press this button. And then he goes, no way. That's his girlfriend. No way. And just the way he said, it, I'm like, this sounds so fake and weird. And that's the only thing I really remember about his character. For me, I was surprised how much of the comedy that Lizard had. Yeah. Like, I, I was really surprised the amount of like comedic punches and things he said. Like, I don't know. Especially <laughs> when he was like, oh, and here it when he was stuck in that truck and he was like, and so here it begins or something like that. And yeah. I was like, I was like, I was surprised by how much of like 
comedic lines that he got and like the yeah. punch of the comedy too with the dinosaur but the yeah, dinosaur. he was just there he was just chilling he was yeah. just he was just being your dinosaur so not much <laughs> um let's yeah. get into sandman i was actually i really loved how they introduced sandman in it because in spider-man 3 it does end with like him and peter like they do get along and like they have mm-hmm. like a mutual understanding so in this the fact that he goes right away to help peter like fighting electro i'm like yeah that's like that's nice to see that because it wouldn't make sense for them to just have him like be evil trying to kill peter right away so i really enjoyed his introduction but other than that he was also more used just for like comedic relief and didn't do much else but i did enjoy him more than lizard (laughs) yeah i i'm gonna have to have a slight different opposite opinion because i was a little i don't know if i was disappointed but i was a little confused by sandman's um for like storyline because i really did like the way that they set him up like in helping peter but then i was confused towards the end why he was going against peter yeah that wouldn't him helping find his daughter i was i was just really confused on like why he turned because he was like one of the villains that was like set up to like help peter at the start and then i just didn't really understand like why he turned towards the end so for me like that was sort of the detriment with his um with his villain like with his storyline they chose from him but obviously he wasn't the main villain they decided to center on so i wasn't like too disappointed but if we're like looking looking at him as individually i was just very confused by the direction they took no, it and like, thus um, disappointed by what they what we kind of saw of Sandman. Yeah, because it was like, at first he was like, yeah, I just want to go home. And I don't know really what happened. I'm trying to think, like, I know I've seen this movie three times. So I'm like, he just kind of left when everyone else was like, I no longer want to, like, be part of this. Like, I don't know if he was just trying to get out of there. But, like, in that time, why was he fighting them at the end? But, like you yeah. said, like, he was such a small character that it's just like, yeah, like, I just kind of even notice that since mm-hmm. he wasn't really that important. But, yeah, that is that is weird. Maybe, I don't know. I'll, have, I'll let you know after I watch it again if I, if I notice, if I notice <laughs> maybe, anything maybe, I, maybe there's something I missed because there's a lot going on in this movie with each of the villains that, yeah. you know, I just did not pick up on certain things. But I just feel like, from what I remember, there wasn't a like, clear explanation on why he switched sides. It might have something to do with his daughter. I don't know. Like, I feel like there was some line he may have said in the apartment, but it was a very small detail. So I was yeah, because, like, they all went to the Statue of Liberty because they wanted the box. And they did want to, like, go home with the box but not be cured. But, like, why would he be against being cured? Then you're right. not, like a sand dude like don't because you want to be human yeah because yeah, it like it allows him to see his family better too right so i was yeah i was a little confused on that but sandman was obviously not like one of the main villains so it was yeah not really like a huge disappointment yeah um, didn't ruin it for me or no no did not ruin it oh for sure um who's the next one right let's talk about electro okay i it, okay i know the amazing spider-man 2 is a hated on the movie but i always enjoy electro he is my favorite spider-man line or one of them because <laughs> in it he says to ryan from the office he goes <laughs> like ryan from the office he says um yeah and i'm spider-man and and electra just goes all up to him he's like you ain't no spider-man he a leo you a sagittarius and the way he says it it's just so like uh, weird like unnatural and hilarious so seeing him in this i kind of wish he was more of the nerd him that we saw before but like i understand it is jamie fox so you got to make him like hot shit in the movie <laughs> but i enjoyed him he also like i'm shocked he wasn't a bigger role in the movie i thought he was gonna be like up like front not front and center but like up there with like doc ock and green goblin i guess he was compared to like the other two he was more of a main character but he was just like he was just there having like you know i want my powers which at least for him i understood like yeah you just want to like 
take your electricity home and be able to be a bad person. But he had one. He also had a line I enjoyed in this movie when he was like, you know, I thought you'd be black. (laughs) And Andrew's just like, I'm sorry. That that was funny. But yeah, I don't know. I was confused about what the lecture was that did he? I thought he wanted to stay in this universe because he had a lot of power. So he wanted yeah. to destroy the box so that he wouldn't get some. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Ignore me. You're right. Yeah, he just was like, his was, it was weird though, him in this universe. Like, why did his powers change and no one else's? Like, that's like, I get they're basically the same, but like, why was he no longer blue? Which, I mean, it looks a lot better, but it was like he, they had i think he was, he was at the start when like sandman went around start. him yeah but, like i don't know why sandman going around him would really unless that's like an actual science thing that i don't understand <laughs> but yeah it was like the box i think made the whole movie more confusing for me because everyone had different motives with it that they get so like crossed in my mind yeah i was confused at what the villains were trying to like, do with the box at the end like i like, was like wait but i know because not- the box had the spell trapped in it so yeah. that they would be sent home, home right yeah and i think it's i think the villains wanted the box to destroy it so that they could stay in this universe because this but, universe that they don't because they don't die but then sandman wanted to go home so why i don't know <laughs> i don't like thinking about the movie's flaws it's a perfect movie <laughs> no i would just i think <laughs> there's just so much going on but i think what happened is that the villains wanted the box so that it, they could destroy it, stay yeah. in the universe, and retain their powers because when they were going home, they would be sent home cured. And yeah. They didn't want to be that sent was... home. Like, I don't think they had an issue going home, but the plan was for them to be sent home, sent home cured. cured. Right? And they did, yeah, they, he, Electro especially, did not want to lose his powers. Like, right, right. So, yeah. Okay. So I think that, that was like the premises of the movie. And I'm, I'm sure like there's some reason that, like, you know, I, I feel like there's definitely like a reason for Sandman. I just like, I just can't remember the like the tiny detail of like yeah, like the change of heart. Yeah, yeah. Know. I'm sure they. I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, it'd be a little bit confusing. But yeah, Electro. Yeah, he was just kind of. I don't know. He he was cool looking in this movie. I liked when. I, yeah. I like when he took the arc reactor. I'm like, damn. You know what? Like that is gonna definitely help your powers probably. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, like, Jamie Foxx's performance was incredible. When he first yeah. came on screen, my sister was like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. They made yeah. him hot in this movie. Like, they I had know, him they ugly. Really and they made- looking. Like, yeah. They like, removed, they completely, like, did not have that nerdiness that they have from the Amazing yeah, Spider-Man the, too, but The comb um, over, the glasses, the ugly teeth. They're like, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll let you look good in this one. As, as making up for that horrible movie we put you in. yeah. No, I think Electra was pretty good. Um, I understood actually why he wanted to stay in this universe too, because I feel like obviously in this one he would be loved. He thought he would be loved. He yeah, he would be like old. And that's all he's ever wanted. Like he wanted, like he thought he would get attention. And obviously, like when you were stripping him of his powers, like that's what the the initial like yeah. thingy they put inside, like they gave it to him. When you were stripping him of that, you're pretty much removing him. Pretty much removing the one thing that like makes him. Like, the one thing he likes about himself powerful. right exactly like he, he likes about himself. hates himself i'd say that man was living a sad life before he became electro right. so yeah 
Yeah, I think like his arc was actually one of the ones that made the most sense in the movie and like mm-hmm. the most easiest to follow. Um, so I actually quite enjoyed Electro in this movie. But after Electro, let's talk about the two main ones, mm-hmm. which is obviously or let's start with um where who do you want to start with? Doc Ock or Green Goblin? I think we should start with Doc Ock because I have a lot more to say about Green Goblin. So we'll, we'll go with Doc Ock first. Uh, okay. If that's okay. Oh, you know, I don't mind. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm just gonna let you because I've been like, let's go from here to here to here. And, and you've just been sitting there and being like, Yeah, here are my thoughts. And I'm just like, so that's why I wanted to I wanted to let you I wanted to okay. know who you wanted to start with. So yes. fire away Doc, your thoughts yes. on Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Okay, well, the not the amazing Spider-Man, just Spider-Man 2. That is, I'd say, most people's favorite Spider-Man movie live action up until now. Now more people's like they're changing mm-hmm. because Doc Ock has always been a really like interesting villain, and seeing him in his cool arms, <laughs> I really enjoyed him in this movie, and I'm so glad they redeemed him. Mm-hmm. And that was it was so nice to see, and yeah, I really liked him and Peter's chemistry in the movie, like on the bridge, even when he was just like you're not you're not peter parker what the heck is this and then like he had funny lines he had some weird lines but he also had like funny lines and he did help the team a good amount and just him being redeemed was really nice because i'd say out of all of them him and um norman were like the two i was most hoping to see redeemed but obviously out of those two characters he was more likely since his wasn't a literal like two egos he was just being controlled by a pair of arms like not pair of arms there's like more but by his tentacles and him at the end when he like pulled up on electro was like electrocuting toby and and andrew and he grabbed them i was like oh my gosh no don't tell me he went back what the heck but then he actually helped them i was like this is incredible i'm so glad that he he was good in this one well yeah he was mainly good in this one so yeah that he was good in this one (laughs) Yeah, um, I think this, like, movie cemented for me why Doc Ock is my favorite Spider-Man villain. Like, once I watched Spider-Man 2, I I just really fell in love with, like, Doc Ock. I was like, yeah. this is my favorite Spider-Man villain, and this movie just showed me more why he is. I, I like, never believed that, first of all, Doc Ock is a Spider-Man villain, at least what they showed in Spider-Man 2. <laughs> he was, he, like, he created the arms, which you know, was his own invention and they overtook him, but then he lost his wife because of that. And I understood why he wanted to go after Spider-Man for that. And then I think what really made me fall in love with his character was how at the end of the movie, he died um, sacrificing himself for the arms. And like, that was really sad to watch. So I was so glad when they brought Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock in this Mm -hmm. movie. And I, Oh, I love Doc Ock so much. (laughs) Like, all the references that he had, the way that he talked about the, like, individual, like, especially here, um, not Harry, Norman Norman. Osborn, the way that he had the conversations that he had with Tom Holland's Spider-Man and the decisions that he made were just, like, it it just cemented me why I love his, why I love him as a villain so much because he's not a villain. He's just trying to get by right you know like and he will do what he can to try and get by which is what makes him a villain but like internally his motivations are not anything like villainously related and that makes sense and I think that's like my usually my favorite type of villain it's where they do things that are um villainous but like internally your motivations aren't 
villainous. I, yeah, I like a, a villain that you understand why they're doing it. Yeah, not like, but it's like, he's not exactly an anti-hero either. Though, yeah, that's right? exactly what I was thinking when you said he's not a villain. I'm like, is he an anti-hero? Not yeah, he's really. He's not exactly an anti-hero either. Because he's just a dude. Like <laughs> He's just a dude, he, but... Yeah, he's just he's um in in some ways he kind of reminds me of the Eternals because the Eternals are not villains, mm-hmm. but they're also not great either. Especially someone like Ajax, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, she is not. I know we're talking about Spider Man. It's but okay. <laughs> she's not. She's not a villain, but she's yeah. not great either. Especially when yeah. you consider what she did, like what, what she kept from she everyone, with Icarus like, yeah. and everyone. And that's what I really love. And I was like, that's what I see in Doc Ock. So. I just really love him. That's all I gotta say. I know I went long on Doc Ock, but I no, have way more okay. on Doc Ock than Green Goblin. So I'll go. I will let Green you Goblin. take this. The I will let you take the stage with Green Goblin, though. Oh my goodness! Let me just say, Willem Dafoe, his performance. This man is incredible. Like I can't believe he is like what in his like sixties or something, and he is still kicking ass in in these movies. Seeing him again, it, it that is what really took me back to my childhood childhood self I know I wasn't like alive when the first one came out but I was raised on that movie and it only it's only a few months older than me and he just does the villain so well he does Norman and and Green Goblin I can separate the two like I can see that they are two different people and I can see the pain Norman is caused by Green Goblin and I can see how insane Green Goblin truly is like in this movie, especially when Tom Holland is just punching him, beating him up in the face. Not when he's like actually about to kill him, but in Happy's like apartment area, Green Goblin's just laughing so happy, like getting a kick out of this. And I mean, that man truly is a menace. He is Green Goblin. He's just ready to like hurt everyone. He does not care. He, I mean, he even is like abusive to the person whose body he is like in and when he when he killed May, my goodness, I was I was ready to throw hands with with this fictional man. <laughs> but Willem, De- it's it's such a struggle because Willem Dafoe, like I love this man. I'm like he's so talented, but then I'm like, but I also hate you. How could you do all these horrible things to like these characters I love? And the fact he's able to play the same character almost 20 years apart with the same amount of like talent, same amount of effort. I just found that so incredible. And I heard that like he was doing some some of his own stunts. I'm like, yeah. good for you. Yeah. Like that is really cool. And he had, I think um, Green Goblin and Spider-Man, like their fight scene, the one on the, the mm-hmm. shield is probably one of like my favorite ones I've seen in the MCU because mm-hmm. it, it felt really real. It wasn't like, one of the ones where you're just seeing like people like with powers doing stuff, which I mean, it's, that's always fun to see. But this was just like, you could feel t- Tom's anger and you can feel like Green Goblin, everything, just like both of their reasons for fighting, their energy. And it's just so good. And also their fight scene in Happy's Prime, it was incredible because Tom Holland was using moves from the, the Spider-Man PS4 game, which I love. And I was so excited to see that. And just everything. Green Goblin like was the drive of this movie. He was like what caused most of Tom's conflicts, I would say, other than like the stuff Tom did. But but like he's the one who like killed May, which led the whole second half of this movie. And yeah, he really, for me, Green Goblin stole the show. He stole like for, for the villains. He stole the movie. Like he was so good. I have to agree with everything you hit. Like <laughs> for me, Green Goblin is in terms of villains I enjoy, Green Goblin scares me so i don't so scary i was him. afraid of him I as a child i watching him <laughs> but if we're talking about villains that are done well green goblin is like up there with doc ock like green goblin is menacing 
He is yeah. a menace to watch. And William Defoe's performance was so well done. Chef's kiss, I'm incredible. Like, ah, like <laughs> the way that he's like the 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 cynical laugh. The I think my favorite part about William Defoe's acting is the facial expressions that he brings as yes. Norman Osborn and then as Green Goblin. The way that they like switch and his the even like the voice fluctuation. Mm-hmm. You can really uh, tell the difference between tiny the two. Details. And it- He's so good at like those tiny details of like Green Goblin of and Norman Osborn. And it's oh, he's so it's such a brilliant to watch. And like that scene on the bridge, I like if there's one thing that I walked out of Spider-Man No Way Home thinking about constantly is that scene, not on the bridge, sorry. Um, the shield. Yeah. Tom's anger, Tom's emotions, Defoe's cynical acting. Like mm-hmm. it was that like scene caves you on the edge of your seat. You can yeah. feel the anger, you can feel the frustration, you can feel the cynic, you can feel the just like the evilness radiating out of like Green Goblin. It was and Green Goblin, like you said, drove really the plot of this movie, especially in the second half. Like the first half was like tom holland's like peter parker driving the plot of this movie and then the second half was like pretty much green goblin and his actions which is funny because he was not even there for like a good like after aunt may's death he was not there for a good chunk and then he just comes back and it's like it's it's still still driving it yeah so i yeah i gotta say like he was probably the villain that the second one that i enjoyed watching the most and probably the villain that was like done well the most you know yeah, definitely okay. the best done in this movie. Yeah. Well, now that we finished uh, the villains, let's talk about MJ and Ned. Ah, they. Okay, I'm just gonna start with this. At the end, I totally thought they were gonna be dating when Tom like goes into like MJ's work and sees them together. I was like, if they're dating now, I would like it would have broken my heart. But I really enjoyed them. I ah, Ned having powers. I mean, who would have seen this coming? I, I love it though, and I'm hoping somehow Doctor Strange remembers so we can see more of this in upcoming movies since it's like I know like it's it's confusing what people do and don't remember now um MJ also I love her like she is such a baddie like a queen and I love that she's such a supportive girlfriend and she and I hope I really hope her and Tom find their way back to each other in the movies because it's gonna hurt and I feel like, I, no, we still saw a good amount of them, but I somehow wish we saw more of them. Like, especially Ned. I'm surprised he didn't end up becoming a villain. I totally, I, I know a lot of people thought this, like he was going to like somehow be set up to turn into Hobgoblin. And at the start of the movie, they kept showing how he was like a third wheel to um, Peter and MJ. And I totally was like, oh, they're totally setting this up with like everything. Like they seem so annoyed by him, the way how the people um, are like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Spider-Man's best friend totally thought they were setting him up to be like that would have been cool him like the sixth member of the sinister six totally different movie but it would have been interesting to see and i wish they gave mj more like i'm as i'm saying this i'm trying to like think of things and it's like she was just kind of like carrying the box and like supporting peter is what she did i wish we got to see more of her being like a badass <laughs> yeah if you got to see a little bit more backstory which i know would have been difficult to do with mm-hmm. you know because this is such a huge movie but I wanted to learn a little bit more about MJ and her motivations yeah. for helping Peter so much specifically. Uh, because the thing is, like, in the other two previous movies, we've seen that she's always kind of shut off. And, yeah. you know, like, she doesn't really care. And I know that Peter brings out the best in her. But I feel like 
like with Gwen Stacy was done really well to where Gwen Stacy was helping like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man but also at the same time she had her own motivation yeah she was like her own character outside too, right? of him. But, yeah so I feel like that and like MJ it's like she was helping Peter Parker and I understood why she was helping him and she did like have her moments where you know like you saw her as a character like ex- um if you expect disappointment like that one line she said like was really <laughs> never be disappointed but i feel yeah. like i would have loved to see more of that explored like why does she think that way you know like just a conversation why she's a deeply mistrusting person yeah like, like why well, yeah I, and i don't know if it's because and i think it's maybe because like they didn't show that in the previous movies when they should yeah. have showed it and that's why they we couldn't understand in this one because i don't know if this is something i would have loved to see in this movie since we already have so much going on but if they would have showed that in the previous movie i feel like her character would have been more enjoyable to watch yeah Not enjoyable just no, like I... more sense yeah yeah one thing about her character though which i thought like i'm like no one reacted in my theater. So I'm like, oh, did we already know this? But then like, I looked up and we didn't. That her last name is Watson. Like I knew she was Michelle Jones, but she is like MJ Watson is her name, which is the same as Mary Jane Watson. So I'm like, oh, so like, does that mean she's going to have the same backstory? Because they also say, she also is like, I don't go by Watson. Like I don't use that last name. So I'm like, I would like to actually see why you don't use this. Because I'm just going to assume you're having the backstory, same backstory as Mary Jane somewhat. But I have no idea. And yeah, I wish I went more into that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would still feel like I still feel like there she's not as bad as MJ. Oh gosh, Toby. like MJ yeah. in the Toby movies is truly. I believe the word is fridged, right? Like when yeah, she yeah, she's fridged. So they I just made like, her. <sighs> I just feel yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the conversation for another time. But um, I just wish she'd like. I just wish we got to see more of her before. So the decisions that she made in No Way Home would, um, you could like feel them more. That yeah. Like we're then, like, yeah. understand her more. Yeah. Like, Same thing with more. Ned too. Like, I feel like I, I wish we got to see Ned's um, Filipino like background and yeah. sort of that in the other Spider-Man movies uh, before No Way Home. Because I feel like seeing that part of him added another layer to him of just his cultural identity almost. Definitely. And I really wish we got that sooner. And I was just confused by the powers thing because I thought he was able to open up these portals because he had Doctor Strange's ring on. Like he was, that was like one of the most like confusing plot points in the movie for me was how does the powers thing, how, how all of a sudden did he just have powers? Because I thought he was opening them because of he had the ring. Um and not just because, like, he had powers. And I don't know. I feel like I was kind of disappointed with that character decision they made with him. I wish that he did turn into the Hobgoblin. It would have been um, wild if he did. And I wish that they did not give him powers. Because for me, it just it just didn't make sense. I mean, the, him having powers led to, like, the best moment of cinema in a while. True. <laughs> True. But True. yeah. But I just wish it was shown like, oh, he was able to do that because he had the ring. Not because, yeah, like, he has powers Because I just... Maybe I haven't watched Doctor Strange in a while, but like in er- earlier in No Way Home, Ned says like, oh, my Nana always says we have magic in our like family. So and it is like, seems like a joke, but is he only able to use the like powers because he or powers because he has a ring on? Or is it like he has the powers and just having the ring on makes it so like you can really like excel with them? I don't know. Doctor Strange is a movie I'm like his powers and all that i'm kind of like iffy on i don't really i don't right. know them. like that's <laughs> what really confused me is because technically with steven's 
maybe like these are things that you're born with like because you know how steven was talking about how people have explored cosmic energy first of all when he mentioned cosmic energy i almost lost my mind because i was like what the fuck is this like some sort of like <laughs> celestial eternals connection because that's, that's what i thought too that's what, like <laughs> cosmic energy comes from right and i was like yeah. is this going to be like an origin story a little bit more for just how the idea of dr strange and everything exists like they're sort of oh my god i just have like a crazy theory yeah share it but it's oh not my. even okay so it's what okay. if the idea of cosmic energy and the celestials and the eternals are the reason that Doctor Strange and all of those sorcerers exist. It's they're trying to exercise that cosmic energy that the Eternals use, but in a way that humans can use it. I think Doctor Strange, I think the origin (laughs) of um, like Kamartage and the Sorcerer, because the Sorcerer Supreme is also immortality. Who is immortal? The The Eternals. (laughs) Yo. This is like not even related to (laughs) Spider-Man, but the moment he mentioned like cosmic energy i was like every time there's a cosmic reference it has to be the celestial like not even yeah. the eternals it just it has to be something connected to the okay i need to see more of that explore that's a conversation <laughs> for another time anyways um no so there was that so i was just like confused on how that works exactly yeah makes sense but i wasn't disappointed like i love their dynamic with um peter like i think that is what really helped them shine is every time they're with peter you really see them at their best. So that's what I loved about it. Yes. Supportive friends. Supportive girlfriend. Let's talk about Aunt May. First off, RIP Aunt May. Uh, I also wish we saw more of her in this movie. I feel like that's like a thing I'm saying about a lot of characters, but she wasn't in it much. I'm glad we got to see Feast. And like, I know we saw it a bit in Far From Home, like her doing the fundraiser for like people who were blipped, I think. Um, hurt like that she is someone who cares a lot for the community i just wish it was set up more in other movies because in homecoming i don't think there's anything mentioning that she like cares about people uh or that sounds me <laughs> but you know what i mean like there's nothing yeah, showing, yeah, yeah, like yeah, cares yeah. about her community yeah. far from home it's just like the fundraiser which i get she's not in that movie much because like she's in a whole different country than peter but it was just like oh she's like the head of this whole organization what like if i hadn't already known about like feast from other spider-man material i would have been like i did not know you were such a caring person aunt may like that's for this aunt may specifically like as horrible as this sounds like what i'm saying like they've just kind of set her up in other movies to just be like the hot aunt um so seeing her so it's nice seeing her have a personality but it was just like it felt kind of like random but i yeah it felt too like especially like yeah she got a personality and then they killed her which i i knew she was gonna die going in like i had that prediction but i was still like when it happened like mm, yeah and then i don't know if this is the like right place to bring it up i also like did uncle ben ever exist in their universe is what like a lot of the stuff when the peters were talking made me wonder because aunt may never mentioned him and they all were like oh uncle ben normally says that so did she learn that from him or like but, yeah i really maybe, i don't know maybe like I feel like Uncle Ben existed. I just think that maybe Tom Holland's Spider-Man did not grow up with Uncle Ben the way that the other might have. Yeah, but like Uncle Ben's the one who's um Tom or Peter's related to, like by blood. Like so Aunt May's through marriage. So like I don't know. It's confusing. Hopefully we get answers for like in the freshman year yeah. series. Yeah. But I really and Aunt May and Happy, oh my god, when it showed them breaking up, I was like, no, they were supposed to like they were supposed to be endgame how could they do this and happy was so sad and yeah i can't believe they killed her 
but I also yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to agree with everything you said. The only thing I have to add is through our discussion of the side characters, I realized that the way that they were shown is kind of where my, um, not my biggest issue, but my critique that I have of the movie, and that's the plot. And it's because a lot of the things and the decisions that we see the side characters make, um, it's left us confusing because we didn't see them explored in the past movies like Mm -hmm. the reason that peter parker decided to help these villains is because of what aunt may said right yeah it's like how did aunt may like how does aunt may like where did aunt may like have this um personality from and these values it's because we have not seen these in the previous movies for me it was like a little bit more shocking to see like peter take this route in the plot and the plot will get to a little bit later but I think it's when you're missing these smaller elements from the side characters, it can make overall the entire movie just a little bit more confusing to watch because you're yeah. left with these questions. And that's where I'm going to leave up with Aunt May. Like, yes. Oh, I also have to say, it was very sad to see her die. <laughs> yes. I really did love her. And it was seeing like Uncle Ben die all over again. Especially once he said, when great power comes great, when great power comes like great responsibility. Yeah, she changed it a little bit. I was it, like, yeah, it was <laughs> a little bit changed, but the idea was there. It really like, I love that reference. So. Yeah, I'm going to kind of leave off Aunt May with there. We got to discuss the um, other two cameos that we had. <laughs> the two cameos I want to know first, and this is like huge spoiler territory. Yes. Huge. So we're really going to get into the nitty gritty. Um, let's talk about your theory reaction first, because we're going to talk about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's appearance in this movie. And just even though I knew they were coming in, like, <laughs> I was a little shocked when I saw them. Yeah. But what was your theater's reaction? Okay. What was your reaction? So as I mentioned earlier in this, I was at the Soups fan event. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you know how Soups is. Just imagine 400 people like that. And even before Toby and Andrew showed up, when um, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil was the lawyer mm-hmm. earlier in the movie, I didn't hear a single thing he said other than, I'm a good lawyer when he like caught the brick that because everyone was screaming, freaking out. Cause like that one especially was more iffy about if he would be in the movie, you know? Yeah. Like we, there was a leak of it, but it was like, that could be fake. Like that it would be weird. And I can't believe he was literally like 10 minutes into the movie. He showed up and then was never in it again. I know. But luckily like next time I saw the movie, people didn't know, like people hadn't watched Daredevil or, or knew who he was, I guess. So like, there's like one or two people cheering. So I was able to hear it then, but with Toby and Andrew, Oh my goodness. Um, I jumped out of my seat screaming. I had um, Liz new to Marvel um, yeah. on TikTok. She was next to me. We were both just like, oh my gosh. And I had like my other friend here. We were all like just screaming. Everyone was screaming. You could not hear a single word that whole time. And this is just when Andrew showed up. When Toby showed up, <laughs> it, eruption, like, oh my goodness. Like we all knew. And when, when it was Andrew though, I, I, I only noticed this at my first screening. So the soup's on at the other two. The cheering came a little later, but the soup's one literally when he turns around and you just see the huge eyes, everyone knew right away that that was going to be Andrews because like he has like the bigger like Spider-Man eyes out of all of them. So like the screaming started immediately while at the other ones, I've been at, it was more people being like, oh my God, do you think, is that, is that, <laughs> but oh my goodness, it was for Toby and Andrew being there was my childhood complete. Like I said, I grew up on the Toby movies, like my entire childhood obsessed I was they were everything seeing him again I I died seeing Andrew I remember seeing his movies in theaters and you know a lot of people like give hate to his movies and I'll agree those are horrible movies but him and Emma Stone in those movies they are incredible he is incredible and also I like Andrew Garfield 
is such a talented, talented actor. I'm like so in love with him. Um, so seeing him just like in all his hotness and talent, I was dying and just everything about it. I just couldn't believe it was actually happening. Like, like you said, we had like known for months, like, yeah, you know, they're in the movie, but then like actually being like, oh, oh, they're actually in this movie was like, oh my God, just everything I could have ever asked for. And I feel like the way they introduced them was really good. Like, I know it's like we said, it's kind of weird Ned having powers, but the way they like popped in and were just like, ah, yeah, I'm Peter Parker, but I'm not your Peter Parker. And like, they could have made it more cringy, definitely trying yeah. to make more references. Like uh, this isn't related to the Peter Parkers. Like when Green Goblin said, you know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Like it was cringy, but I still like loved it just because it was the callback to like that meme line. But with them, they could have totally made their entrances way more cringy way more like done it worse I just think they did it really well and I think it was smart that they had Andrew before Toby um introduced because there are probably a lot more people who would be screaming over Toby than Andrew so that way the hype was just building you're like yes that's yeah that was our reaction how was your theater's reaction were people insane or (laughs) Um, so my theater's reaction I would say was similar to the when you describe obviously to the screenings went to after soups event like I can't even imagine being good soups event like I <laughs> ah, obviously like I can imagine it being crazy but I'm sure it was like crazier than people can just think of it might it might have been yeah. um but so my first of all can I just say like I sometimes regret not growing up on the Spider-Man movies oh. because I like didn't have that feeling of obviously seeing like I I was telling my sister about how much No Way Home means to people who grew up on all three movies and she was like I can't imagine you know growing up on all these three movies and then going watching No Way Home and seeing all these heroes come together she was like that must mean so much to the people who grew up on them she's like I can't (laughs) I can't process that and I was like I know like it's crazy and I watched the Spider-Man movies so for me I like I was still I was still very hyped to see them because I understood like who they were and their significance. But obviously I didn't have like a nostalgic attachment towards it just because I did not grow up. But for me, I was still so hyped to see, like, for me, I was just like, are you actually telling me they're in this movie? I think I was just (laughs) like, I think everyone was just the, the woman was too stunned to speak (laughs) moment. Definitely. Also, um, yeah, my theater, like when Matt Murdock came in, actually more people cheered than I expected. Like not Good cheered, for Matt. But they were like <laughs> surprised. They were like, oh my God, like, it's Daredevil. And I was like, woo, like Daredevil. And my sister was like, we get it. I was like, no, you be quiet. You do not know what- You don't get it. I was like, I was like no, you don't get it. Um, so yeah. And then also for Toby and Andrew, like people were clapping, like they were cheering. I feel like people were more cheering when seeing the three of them together. Oh my gosh. Final fight scene, which we'll get into. But like people were, people were like cheering more then, but they were still cheering at seeing like the other two Spider-Man. And like, uh, I like this movie just still showed me why Andrew is my favorite Spider-Man. Andrew in this movie was so incredible. And it it really shows like what they could have done if they, if the amazing Spider-Man movies had good writing. Like, I know, like Andrew was. He needs I a third love movie. Tom Holland Spider Man, but like Andrew Spider Man, truly like stole the show for me. Like I'm so yeah. so. I'm like oh, I don't really regret saying it because 
he's just so brilliant in his acting and after seeing tick tick boom and the amount of range that like andrew garfield has like seeing him as spider-man i can't especially when how much that the amazing spider-man to the amount of criticism and the way that it was screwed over by the studios and also the way that the press harassed andrew garfield over no way home with I don't even oh know. he deserves an oscar for keeping up that act truly i like- know and <laughs> for putting up with it like it's just Oh, I just absolutely loved him in yes. this movie so much. No. And what are, like, what are, let's just get, like, into your thoughts. Because I know we started off with the screenings and we were getting into the thoughts. But, like, why don't we just talk about them individually, together? Maybe their dynamic with Peter Parker. Like, l- spill it all. There's, <laughs> spill no, it all. <laughs> there's no limit to what you can say. If I was basing, like, off this movie, who I, this is kind of similar to what you're saying, like, who my favorite is. If it was just off this, I would put toby last which is like shocking and i would put andrew first probably like yes tom holland did an amazing job but like this is just based off like you know the times when they were all together like toby like it was amazing seeing him and i can never like i would love to feel that feeling again of seeing him in the movie for the first time but andrew it's like he had like the comedy and the emotions down so well which is like the duality of spider-man sometimes like god whenever gwen was mentioned if everyone near me would just hear me bawling because that he was so good. I thought Andrew and Toby's bromance is now my new favorite thing. Literally, like, wait, it is no. literally my screensaver on my phone, which I didn't take this photo. I got it off the internet, guys. I'm, I don't pirate stuff, but like, you can see it is them at the no. end of the movie. I loved it. And I hope we see them again because I mean, I don't actually like know anything, but I've heard people saying like, oh, they might be a multiverse of madness. They might be in, um, what's it called? Secret Invasion, the Nick Fury show. I'm like, yes, please, because they were great. I like, Toby was fun, but he's, I don't know. He's, he was just, he was more, not like just there, but he wasn't like adding as much to the comedy and stuff. Like he did help be a really good mentor. Yeah. To Tom, but yeah. like, he wasn't as entertaining to watch as yeah. Andrew was for me. Like Andrew was so talented. And, but I would say that um, Toby was a great mentor. Like he, he yes. was a supportive dad. Like when Tom's yes. like, not to brag, I was in the Avengers and he's like, oh, that's amazing. What are the Avengers? <laughs> like, he's just like there to support. And like when, when Andrew was like, no, I'm lame. He's like, no, you're not. You're amazing. That scene, ah, oh, filled me with happiness. And this, at any time they were all together, I think like, it just made me like, I wish I could feel that euphoria it, again. It makes me so happy. I mean, I will when I see the movie again. But every time I see them, I just, like, a part of me explodes because it's it's incredible. It is like seeing, like, the person I looked up to as a child, the person I looked up to as, a, well, I'm still a teenager, but, you know, like, pre-teen. pre-teen and then, like, yeah, yeah, like, the character, the same character, the two of them. And then, um, again, Tom's, um, who, I, like, as a teen, I was just, like, all three of them, like, this is my entire life, these characters all together and I thought their dynamic together was really good like they were they were I think we had already said this like earlier but like it was one of the best ones I've seen in the MCU like a group like and it wasn't like them all having the same exact personality it does show like the difference between even though Peter Parker is the same but it shows how he is slightly different in these yes. different universes but he is still like that big brain boy like and then in the lab when they were all doing like the pointing meme I was like ah but and I need to I I need the behind the scenes of like the three of them interacting. That'll be, <laughs> it'll like fill my heart. Cause it, it was just so, it makes me so happy. I thought they did it really well having the three of them and I would love to see them all act together again. <laughs> I like have to agree with every single point you hit. Like Andrew was the 
far by the most entertaining to watch but toby was the one who added the most of the story because of the way that he mentored like tom and you know the way that he even like mentored andrew to some extent like with the especially that conversation about him being lame like toby (laughs) andrew the toby added the most of the story andrew was the most entertaining to watch and brought a lot of personality to Mm spider-man which i said before andrew has the best personality of definitely toby is the best written and it shows in this movie it shows tom Tom Spider-Man like his strength is interacting with other characters Mm -hmm. and it showed because he was the way that like Tom was interacting with Toby and Andrew was so good and can I just say that Toby and Andrew for being in one MCU movie I've really enjoyed their duo together I love their dynamic and I don't know if it's because like the actors are really good but it's like they're the same person, but I love seeing their dynamic. And for me, I don't think I fully processed the fact that I saw all three of them on screen. <laughs> like, I, I haven't. I'm just like, I feel like it's almost fake that we saw. Literally. And especially, like, let's get into the, we'll talk about action next. Like, let's get into that final fight scene. I still haven't processed the fact that we literally saw three Spider-Man fight on screen the way that all of them were just using their webs coordinating with each other and i'm so glad that they had conflict coordinating with each other because it really showed like the character of peter parker just how messy can be and like how chaotic like just gone to the t and i was like so so, that's why i was so satisfied with their performances and how they were integrated because there's no flaw with the way they were shown. They were stuck to their Spider-Man roots and the strengths in their own separate um, series. And those strengths played here and those strengths were carried. And I'm just so glad it was consistent because it's sometimes hard to transfer these characters. But yeah. like you can tell John Watts like really would have loved the Spider-Man movies because I gave it all. I'm it was... so happy with it. That's all I got to say. I completely agree. Like that fight scene at the end. I probably the best thing I've ever seen, like with all of them. And, and like I've already said, like it's my childhood just coming together when they all swung off each other, like their webs inner, like not inner, I don't know. They like attached and they like swung. I was just like, ah! like it was incredible. And, and them all running and just beautiful. So, so beautiful. And I, yeah, it's so hard to like put into words how happy it makes me. And it's so glad we find, I'm so glad we finally know who was the one that kicked slash punched lizard after <laughs> after that trailer <laughs> i'm like i'm so much like laughing at the because sometimes on my tiktok for you page i'll be scrolling like especially right now after i've seen the movie and i'll see like some like denier or like someone calling out a denier and i'm like how fucking stupid do you feel right now like i want to know how stupid someone who's like had- Toby and andrew aren't in the movie feel right now like they were literally betting their lives on them not being in the movie and be like hey guys you're gonna be disappointed no you no. i'm just like literally oh. Don't I had feel. So as you can see, I got like the phone case with the three of them and the shirt. I had yeah. so many people tell me you're gonna regret buying that when they're not in the movie. I had a coworker who was willing to bet a hundred dollars they weren't in the movie. I was like, no, we can do ten dollars, and we did. And guess who got ten dollars yesterday? Okay. <laughs> and and we also, I was like, and I also bet that Andrew will be in like if he's in the movie, he's gonna be the one to catch MJ. So I was making bank off this, but like I could have. Like, How would you be willing to bet a hundred dollars they're not in it? Like. That's insane. Let's talk about like the references because I loved every single reference, like from the Uncle Ben to the quote to especially Andrew Garfield and like Gwen Stacy and the performance that he put up with that and like the emotions that he showed. 
the fact that it's been like what 10 years about almost a little bit less than 10 years since andrew garfield has played this character yeah 2014 was the last time but like still so like the same amount of emotion maybe even better than his performance in the amazing spider-man i was Oh my god! I like the Gwen Stacy one, and okay, my okay. so I t- I was literally telling my sister in the middle of the theater, right? I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, by the way, like um, because she was confused. She's like, why is he so sad over Gwen Stacy? And I was like, oh, because like Gwen Stacy died, because she didn't know. So I was like, oh yeah, because yeah. Gwen Stacy died in the Amazing Spider-Man. He had to watch her, and then before MJ fell, um, I was telling her about like how Gwen dies, and I was like, oh yeah, like Gwen dies. Andrew couldn't save her, so like that's why like him saving her is important and then she walked she's never seen though like she's never seen the yeah. amazing star when she's never seen that scene of where gwen dies no this girl walked out of the theater and she told me i cried when andrew saved mj she was like uh, how i was not? crying <laughs> and i was like for someone who's never seen the spider-man movies to feel that emotion it really like again plays into the strength of this movie of like being a spider-man movie no because it was done so well it was so good with like you're saying andrew with the gwen stuff i mean I, I, I think I'm pretty like loud. Gwen Stacy is one of my favorite characters ever. Like she's my profile picture on everything. Right. I, I love spider Gwen and I love like just love interest one, mm-hmm. but Emma Stone's portrayal of Gwen. Amazing. I remember, I can literally remember the night so clearly back in 2014 when I saw the amazing Spider-Man two going in, I was so excited to see my favorite characters back on the big screen. And then, and then that happens. And yeah. I was up all night. Like I felt sick to my stomach and I was just crying. Cause I'm like, how can they do this? It was like so rude. And so when I saw the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home and I saw MJ falling, I'm like, Andrew's going to be in this and he's going to catch her. I didn't know how emotional that was going to end up making me though. Cause like, okay. TikTok's a horrible place to be if you haven't seen the movie cause everyone posts spoilers, but that scene keeps coming up. And every time I see it, I, I watch it and I just cry because his face, his face when he catches her, I mean, it just shows like, it really is a redemption. I know I've seen people say like, it's so messed up to call it a redemption, but it is like he, it's his own redemption to himself. I feel like not like he messed up by not catching Gwen because he did, he caught her just, it was like too late. And then her head hit the ground and it was like her back's not, it was very, very intense for like 10 year old me to see. I don't, <laughs> I, I can't believe that, but it was, it was just so good the way they, they did that scene. Cause they could have made it a lot, like I've been saying for other things, they could have made it a lot more cringy and a lot more awkward. Like he could have actually brought up Gwen, but it's just like, no, everything. He didn't need to say words. Just Andrew's face showed how like much that meant to his yeah. Peter. Yeah. And it was incredible. And I think that's definitely my favorite. Like it's, I guess it's not really a reference per se, but it's like, you know, it is a parallel to like yeah. what happened yeah. in his movies. Cause there are a lot of other things that are just like straight up references, but that, that scene so I think it's genuinely my favorite scene in the movie, which I, I I can probably say a lot of other scenes are also like up there, but that scene, just the amount of emotions it makes me feel every time. And the way like both Andrew and Zendaya are like really good in it, but especially just Andrew's face. I, I will never, ever, 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 ever get over his face in that how, scene. Like, how much that meant to just Andrew to be able to do that. Like, mm-hmm. this is why I really need a featurette of the especially like i just need a feature of toby and andrew talking mm-hmm. about what it's like to put yes! put the spider-man suits back on because in the movie it was like so casual but i'm yeah. sure like 
how much it meant for them to be back on set and like playing this yeah. character, especially because I know Andrew was someone who really championed Spider-Man like he wanted Spider-Man to be bisexual and yes, I know like is. I know like Spider-Man was like his favorite hero growing yeah, up yeah like he had a little literally like a picture right of him yes, like, dressed up as that Spider-Man. his mom made him right and I'm just like I it must have been amazing for him it must have been so on. I was like I because really he was like want to know like I yeah. need to know what it was like especially like I love Toby but like I have I just really need to know like what it was like for Andrew. Yeah, it definitely I think would mean more again. to Andrew because like I mean he was kind of like screwed over for right. Spider Man. Like Toby got like I, even though I know the um, third Spider Man movie wasn't supposed to be like their last one, he still got like a good set of movies that everyone always worships. Andrew is someone who was a lifelong fan of Spider Man. Like grew up on the Toby movies also, and then was just like hated on for playing him. But like I can tell that man still had fun, and I just. And he was supposed to even be him in the MCU, apparently. But then, like, you know, it got messy. But, like, also, that would have been crazy straight up if it was Andrew in the MCU. But just for Andrew, I know that must have meant so much. And I'm sure it did for Toby, too, but for Andrew especially. And, I mean, it it probably meant as much, like, for them as it did for the fans seeing them again. Like, getting all that love. just, like, (sighs) tell how excited. I feel like you can see, like, even though it wasn't Andrew in the movie, I feel like at the same time I can see how excited almost yeah. Andrew was to be in that suit and I'm just I feel so happy for him and I almost want to talk about this other scene the web shooter scene oh <laughs> yeah so funny how did you do that? He's like, where does it come from you and I'm so glad because people were like I need to see that scene I need to see that scene. yeah and the fact that they put it in like you could tell they really thought about the layers in this movie and how much that they wanted to make this like Toby it make it worth for Toby and Andrew yeah. and they did and like this was fan service done perfectly yes because 100%. they had every single reference or parallel or whatever hit the the pointing meme the the web shooter the the Gwen and the, the MJ quotes, parallel like, shit they brought back the, like the, the 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 way they integrated Uncle Ben into the conversation the without great power like I'm just like I think again like I think the strength of this movie is the way that it truly is a culmination of everything giving an honor to everything in the past but yeah. also allowing like some of the characters in the past to have a sort of a redemption and a redemption done well because I feel yes. like every single person especially like the main ones were just uh, the characters yeah. the characters like the side characters were definitely an issue but the main ones were just done so, so powerful well. and I, yeah. I love that I love that about no, it. And it, um, was, it was really nice that like I know I wouldn't technically call it full closure but for Andrew's character they did give him like kind of they gave him closure yeah. which like the amazing Spider-Man movies like I know they were canceled also but like they never got closure and so it was nice that like oh he like feels happy like that he was able to catch her and like that his brothers but also okay this is just like I guess it's kind of related when are him and Toby supposed to be is that supposed to be them in like 2024 because all the villains came from right when they were about to die and if it's supposed to be like Toby and Andrew and like the current year that means it would have been 10 years since when Stacy died and like while I guess she was an amazing gal it took him 10 years to get like like that would be <laughs> insane yeah, but like Andrew doesn't age so you could tell me he was any age like that yeah. man's almost 40 yeah which is insane but. yeah um I think so the next one that we should probably touch on we kind of already touched a little bit on throughout our entire conversation like throughout our conversation we talked a little bit about the I think for action let's just talk about that final fight scene because it was so fucking good and then for plot though um 
let's just start with plot because I feel like we kind of already touched on plot in terms of characters and how they were integrated into the plot and you know some of its weaknesses and like I said for me the biggest critique was the plot because I was very confused throughout the story especially on how they were maybe just like I don't remember too much from the Spider-Man movies but how like the way that they're trying to explain the different villains that were brought in but also you know like you were just talking about the way that toby and andrew is like is it 10 years into the future like where are they and like how everything yeah. kind of come together i think um for me yeah it was just like the plot was the most confusing and thus the most weakest part of the film for me because at some times it just felt very messy and also it just felt like it was just messy and confusing but it was like the characters that drove the plot. So at the end of the day, because it paid such good homage to the characters, I think I was able to look past the fact of the plot. That's what I'm going to comment on the plot. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me, like, I kind of was just distracted by all the nostalgia watching exactly, the movie. Yeah. That I'm not like, oh, there's like a plot hole here with this. Like, I'm sure there are things they could have probably done better. But for me, I'm like, I'm having the time of my life watching this. Oh, like, yeah. This movie's incredible. Yeah, I guess like with the plot, with the box, I did get a little confused, obviously, because I'm like, oh, yeah, Electra doesn't want to, like, go home and just have cool powers there. He wants to stay here. And, like, they could have, like we were saying earlier, like, had Sandman, like, somehow explain why he right, wanted, right. like, what his deal with the box was. But, like, I would say the their plot, they didn't really need one with everything that was going on. They could have just had me stare at a screen of, like, the three Spider-Men hanging out together. I would have been like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. This is all I need. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw, like, I feel like uh, after people let the movie sit in, I think people started finding little plot holes because I saw a few TikToks about it on my free yes. page, like literally starting yesterday. They were like, oh, there's this like little plot hole in Spider-Man No Way Home. And like, there were a few things that people were like, oh, I would change in the plot. But I think because the characters were just done so well, people could honestly overlook it. And yeah. I, I I would like definitely have to agree with, you know, the characters were done so well. The fan service is great. So we can't <laughs> yeah. talk about if the plot was just exactly. a little bit easily. Like it doesn't really matter. But let's talk about that final fight scene. I know we kind of touched on it, but I just like, I, for someone, like you said, you grew up with Spider-Man. I just want to know your thoughts so bad on how it was to see like seeing three Spider-Man talk is one thing, but seeing three Spider-Man fight together against the villains and just seeing all of that culmination, like I want to know what you felt. I, I I wish I could put into like words just how incredibly amazing, like that made me feel like before I thought, you know how in Endgame, like when everyone pulls up, how everyone was like so excited seeing that fight scene. I think that times like 10 is how I felt watching this. It's like, oh my goodness this is like all the heroes slash villains that I grew up on fighting each other and it is so cool and seeing the different Spider-Men play off each other's like strengths um once they figured out how to work together was so incredible seeing the different villains I mean was just cool and it's just like I it's something I never in my like wildest dreams thought I would see but here we are and and it's real (laughs) and it's incredible it is just everything that I could have like hoped for and more it is amazing and it lives on it's living on repeat rent free in my mind that scene but the whole movie pretty much when it's the three of them it's 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 just so amazing (laughs) I mean I didn't like I said like oh my god I feel like so obnoxious but you know I didn't grow up on the Spider-Man movies I feel obnoxious bringing that up but I just it was still so exhilarating to see the three of them and that one scene that just keeps on playing in my head is 
when they're all swinging, they land on yes, some I, part of the, 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 the top the and then they're in that Spider-Man pose. I was like, is this real life? Because That's- it does not feel real. It just feels like, like it, there's no way that Marvel put in all of this effort to make it this good. Right. Like, and the fact that it's real, like I was going back and I was like, I want to know the theater's reaction. So I was actually watching theater's reactions to the mm-hmm. final battle because my theater probably had the best reaction during that final battle. And the way that like Andrew Garfield says, I love you guys. I, I love that. And the they had that hug. I was no. like, oh. everything was just so beautiful. The one that's where you're talking about where all of them are in the Spider-Man pose. I'm like, the second I can get an HD copy of that, that's going to be my like wallpaper it is going to be so, cause it just, it fills me. Yeah. With such happiness and yeah they really are i like that they're like brothers i think that's also a good way to look at the variants um cough sylvie and loki your siblings not people who should be romantically involved sorry unrelated but but yeah i really just oh it was beautiful the way they interacted the way they fought the fight scene i really loved this movie's fight scenes not even just the one at the end but like i was saying earlier the one with green goblin and tom's peter just straight up that was also so incredible yeah. I, I mean the one at the end of them fighting it was like damn yeah. especially when like i mean i get this isn't really part of the, the fight but like when um tom goes and he picks up the glider and he's about to stab him i'm like oh my goodness this man's like full-on lost it and then toby comes in and it's just like oh my goodness and then toby gets stabbed and uh that that was too much the whole theater i didn't even i didn't cry luckily but i was in I was, I was the woman shock, was yeah. too the woman was too sun to speak like I I gasped I was like no way you're doing this but he was like it's chill I've been stabbed before um yeah they just they really got I think the fighting down well they got the Spider-Man moves and like they let them play off each other really well and gave them a great relationship I think in terms of like high scale action fight scenes No Way Home didn't have that many but in a way that's a really good thing because for me I noticed that a lot of the way that the action just was like the technique and the choreography it was very much like honed in on the way the characters and their personalities are like I don't know how to describe it because sometimes you'll see fight scenes and it'll just feel really random and then this time the fight scenes that were shown were done really well because you could feel the characters like personality radiating out of each of the fight yeah. scenes if that makes sense no i feel like with the three spider-man together even with some of the villains with doc ock especially green goblin i feel like you could just really feel him radiating off i don't, I don't know it's like weird to describe but i feel like the 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 fight scenes were very much in tune with the characters and them like them as a person so I think even though it may not have been like oh as cool as the illusions you know from far from home with Mysterio it didn't need to have that because again the characters that were the heart of this movie were the heart of the action and it really translated and I was just really satisfied with that so yeah like kind of like what you're saying like I thought the fight scene in this movie in the mirror dimension was cool, but I'd much rather watch like right. the ones later on when it's just them straight up like fighting, not with all the cool looking visuals. I'm here for just like a real fight pretty much, like yeah. and getting to actually see like the characters. And the fact there. that the Spider-Man struggle, like I think that was one of my favorite fights. Like that, I think that was my favorite part because even though you would expect, oh, there are three Spider-Man, like they're the same person. No, they're not. Yeah. I think that introduced the concept of variance really well. It's they may be the same identity, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean they're internally like the same person. Yeah. Like, they have similar things in between them and definitely similar personalities, but you know, they each go through their still own experiences and that reflects. And I love that they had that little, not banter, but you know, like that little bro moment in the fight yeah. scene when all three of them were on the, they were and, like some part of the construction yeah. and they were like, Oh, I'm you're Peter two, I'm Peter. Peter three. Wow, here's the fight. So I, I just really love that. And I think it drove home for me. Um, we kind of touched on visuals and cinematography. Like, obviously, it was a beautiful movie. It's not the most beautiful movie in the MCU. But Jeff, I wouldn't even say the most beautiful this year. No, even. no. But there was one scene I thought was really, I it was very pretty to look at. And it was such like a simple scene. It was right after May died and Tom's Peter oh, yeah. is standing watching Jay Jonah like on the big projector. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like the lighting on the feast bag. The, the, the rain the tears yeah. everything I'm like yeah. oh this is gorgeous like oh, oh horrible you're going through that dude but this is pretty to look at yeah no I think that was like beautifully shot um this is definitely not like visuals are definitely not a strength of this film but again they didn't need yeah. to be um so I don't have really have much to say there Same. I just think it was oh it was a well shot film like it was decent Marvel standard you know yeah not, not much to say there it was definitely not like obviously Eternals level but it didn't need to be Eternals level at all so I'm not <laughs> yeah we're not or like it was it was just good it, it had its good. characters that no one cared what they were looking at other than the no characters. no they really didn't have to and <laughs> again it's because the characters were done so well the other not every single element needs to be a hit but yeah. as long as you have one element that's a hit that's all that matters and that's what there was in Spider-Man No Way Home. You had one element that was just a complete hit. So the rest yes. of it didn't matter. Exactly. Uh, let's jump into the post-credit scenes. So um, <laughs> the first one, oh I feel goodness. like um, the one with Venom was, a, I, I really thought that Tom Hardy's Venom would stay. I didn't know that they would just drop the symbiote and leave. So I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed because I absolutely, I love Eddie Brock. Okay. I like love Eddie Brock <laughs> and Venom's dynamic together so much yes. I just love like Tom Hardy's performance so I would have I really wanted to see Tom Hardy and Tom Holland like interact but the fact that they took him out of the MCU and left the symbiote like I know that sets up like Tom Holland's better in to get the symbiote but I wanted to see Eddie and Tom interact yeah, so much in the I was, MCU so I was kind of disappointed with that I felt so like like let on so like catfished pretty much like yeah because like, you know, the end, I remember seeing Let There Be Carnage. And at the end, when it's like, he's in Tom Holland's universe, I'm like, oh my God, he's in the MCU. We're going to get to see him and, and Tom Holland interact. And oh my God, is he going to be in No Way Hope? This is going to be awesome. And then it's literally like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go find this Spider-Man. And then he just gets sent back. And I'm like, now do y'all just see this? Like, what is going on? Yeah. Very rude. Um. I did like that the one actor who's the bartender, he's on Ted Lasso, which is one of my favorite shows. So I was like, oh my God, it's Danny from Ted Lasso. But so cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was like um, yeah. no, I just feel like also I was like kind of catfish, but yeah, you know, it'd be cool to see Tom Holland with a Venom symbiote and it'll be interesting. That. So I'm just excited to see like where they kind of decide to go off that in the future. But let's talk about the big one, though, which was technically we got our first look at Multiverse. A of whole Madness. trailer, pretty much. Like, Yeah, we got like our pretty much a whole trailer. So why don't you give your thoughts on that? Oh, my goodness. So many. Ah, I was just OK. Well, first off, I have to say evil Doctor Strange. Just that. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And now I'm like laughing at the people who are like, 
what if it's pointless like the tv show i'm like i get that mo- some of it was kind of like you know a, a cheesy show but like now it's like oh so it actually does play a huge role in the mcu mm-hmm. like i don't know just it was it looks really pretty like of a movie like when they're showing like i don't know what it was supposed to be like the multiverse like yeah I was like yeah oh, oh it's beautiful um I wish we got to see the other characters that weren't like Dr. Strange. Like we saw Wanda a little bit, but um, I would love to see everyone else. It's um, America's in this one and I want to see her. And we saw like her, her jacket and like her, but we didn't see her talk or anything. Um, I'm just, I don't even know. I'm excited for this movie and I don't know what to expect now. Um, I thought it was going to be like evil Wanda, which it obviously still could be, but it, it was like him recruiting her. And now I'm like, where does this take place in the timeline? Right, um, right, like right. She brought up Westview. I'm like, so is this right after Westview? And she has blonde hair now. I'm like, girl, you got to stop changing. Well, it's not like fully blonde, but you know, it's like not red is not brunette. I'm like, stop changing your hair. It's it's too much. Um, but I'm just like, what is going on? I, I, I don't even know. I, I can't wait for that movie. I'm really curious to see what they do. I hope we get like another trailer that will kind of tell us more plot because right now it's just like, multiverse is broken guys like lots going on yeah yeah it was kind of confusing like where the movie was taking place is this a consequence of what happened in no way home like i think it might be after no way home but um so is this like a consequence of what happened in no way home why did strange specifically go to wanda thinking she might know about the multiverse like i think there's just a lot of questions to be asked i also realized that we completely forgot to talk about this one character who showed up in multiverse of madness wong Wong is a freaking King. sorcerer supreme. Good for him. You know, he deserves it. <laughs> and I had a take on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but I was like, I wish Wong was the lead of, and I know it's not like that in the comics, but I just wish Wong always had a bigger lead in the MCU because like yeah. they just really name dropped and said, oh yeah, by the way, he's a sorcerer supreme right now. And I was like, why, why, why don't we see that? Yeah, every single appearance more. he's had so far has always been like for kind of comedy purposes. And like, he's the, fucking sorcerer supreme and you won't show what that's like like yeah i'm hoping i mean i i doubt it will happen but like since in the shang chi post-credit scene it like he was there and he was like yo like talking with like um captain marvel and hulk and shang chi and katie i'm like hopefully maybe we'll get to see more of that like group together and make him more of a like leading character or maybe we will see more of him in um multiverse of madness and they just had didn't like put that in the trailer but yeah i do enjoy his like he is used for comedy relief and i but i do enjoy him and i want to see more of him as the sorcerer supreme because like i don't know that was kind of shocking i was like poor dr strange like you really got blipped but like also good for wong so right right yeah Yeah. um no i just think like the i loved wanda's when she was meditating yes i was like costume. the new costume i was stunning. i was in love with that um and wanda okay the thing about multiverse of madness is i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not that hyped for the movie one because waldron's writing it so i'm a little scared but then sam raimi's directing it so i don't yeah. know that'll, that'll be really interesting uh but waldron scares me because of how he did loki just a little bit um so so i was a little that's already like kind of scary for me about multiverse of madness and i'm just not I'm like hyped for the sense like oh we get to see the multiverse but I'm not too hyped for it because I'm someone who's like hyped for projects based on the characters that are appearing in it or Mm -hmm. how well the project looks and Doctor Strange and Wanda don't I don't think make my top 20 MCU characters. That's a hot take. That is a hot take (laughs) but I don't think they make it so um 
that's why like character wise i'm not the most excited to see it yeah. but you know the trailer like it looks cool and i think just the idea of the multiverse opening up is yeah. um is what has me excited so there were a lot of like neat looks at the trailer but i'm just scared of waldron <laughs> no like, totally know. understandable the thing is i like i said doctor strange and wanda are not my top characters but i like them in the mc i especially really like the arc that wanda has had in the mcu so mm-hmm. far and like wandavision really cemented her really well and i loved like the way she was shown in that i'm just like i'm just like what did they use like you know how they do with like sylvie they made sylvie stronger to like make loki look weaker i'm like what if they do that with wanda and strange it's like they make he makes like they make wanda like supremely strong which she is yeah but they kind of use that to you know sideline strange a little bit i hope not because it's his movie it's not right like i hope they don't do that because that's detrimental both wanda and strange so that's that's why that's the only reason i'm a little concerned for the movie um but i think wanda and strange is also like just a really interesting dynamic and one i thought we would never see yeah Yeah. one i thought we would never see but honestly like they could turn out to be one of like the best duos and then very powerful chavez is just like really interesting because i want to see like what her role is in the movie and what she feel like she won't have a big role like i know she's going to be in it obviously but i feel like we're not going to see as much of her as i i actually think we're going to see Mm -hmm. but hopefully i don't know how how does she get introduced in the movie that's what i'm curious about yeah Yeah. like why is she hanging out with dr strange like your parents are letting you hang out with an adult man like this uh (laughs) excuse me i would run the other way (laughs) yeah so i'm i'm just excited like i'm curious to see what they do with the characters but i'm also just a little scared because of who's writing these characters but then you also have sam raimi behind the camera so i don't i don't know like how it'll play out and I'm very curious yeah. about that too because I heard before that it was going to be like a horror film but then I heard that test audiences didn't like that and that they're like gonna make it less horror like I don't know how true that is but I hope like I want a scary movie I want to be scared of evil Doctor Strange because truthfully that is who I'm most excited to see in this movie now like after that trailer mm-hmm. I'm like I want to see like how this dude is out here messing shit up yeah like, yeah I also hope Doctor Strange is able to tie a lot of the loose threads together, especially when it comes to the multiverse and the timeline for that. Like, I hope it sort of connects and makes things a little clear. Like, oh, you know, maybe the multiverse was open, right? When, like, maybe maybe we'll find out if Loki lines up with WandaVision. And so the multiverse has been open for that long. I think it yeah. clarify a lot of the other events that took place. And I also, as an Eternal stan, I will <laughs> say I do believe that we might be seeing an Eternal cameo in this movie Ooh. from Thena Makari or Druig. And the only reason why I say this is because this is a universal movie and the Eternals yeah. and the Celestials are very much connected to the creation of the universe and the life on universe. So I don't know if we might get a cameo from them i know they did reshoots right and yeah. um, a certain actor called uh barry keoghan posted a picture <laughs> of the druid chair and i don't know if he posted that maybe because he's filming a cameo for multiverse of madness Ooh! which would make sense because his character is somewhere floating out in space so i yeah. i don't know i'm just i'm thinking i'm just trying to like post credit scene maybe like that post credit scene maybe like a cameo in the movie we don't know but that's sort of what i was thinking too um i don't have anything much to say but i think the last thing that we wanted to talk about is the future of spider-man i don't really have like much thoughts on that because i'm not the best worst on the spider-verse but i know like they have they were showing like these future villains and like the multiverse like i know people were sort of yeah. theorizing that when the multiverse opened up so what, what are your thoughts well i'm like are those villains gonna be in it now or not and like since um peter tom's peter like knows about like um oscorp 
like in Gwen Stacy, like is he gonna like have his own Gwen Stacy and like Harry yeah. Osborne slash Norman Osborne? Like, is that gonna be a thing? Yeah. And like the movie, like it, it didn't even say at the end Spider Man will return. It said Doctor Strange will return. Like I know obviously we're seeing more Spider Man, but they kind of didn't fully set it up. Like they're just like he's fighting on his own. Like just like made it like a very self reliant man now. Like he listens to like the police tracker. He makes his own suits. He's just he's getting his GED. Like he's doing stuff that I don't know where they're gonna go with this because I. I honestly thought this movie was going to end with him at MIT. So I was like, oh, okay, we're going a different route. Like, I'm so I'm curious. I, I don't have many. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to go with this. Yeah. I mean, I know that they're setting up his college trilogy, but like, what does that mean? Because is I don't even know if he's technically in college right now. Right. Yeah. He's like trying to. So he dropped out of high school and I he get he's getting his GED. Like he's, he has like a book for it Yeah, when he was moving. So I'm like, is he gonna apply to college is right. he gonna because like i know mit was like the dream but like is that gonna hurt too much like if, i mean obviously it's a big school but it's still something he like dreamed about doing with ned and mj like will that hurt you too much yeah and, like, like will they ever link up again i think i hope so i would love to like i love the actor's chemistry and like the right characters. right right so, so but yeah maybe they'll introduce like a new group for him to like vibe with which would kind of suck i hope this isn't the last we see of Ned and mj i feel like the new group that they would find him to vibe with would be a harry osborne and gwen stacy yeah i think that's the new group that we would see um but yeah so let's talk about rankings in the mcu where is saturday no way home in your current like it doesn't have to be a conclusive answer you can just be like oh it's like top five probably um and then i'm curious to also know where does this movie rank in your spider-verse rankings when we say spider-verse does that is that only live action or includes into the spider-verse i think we can include into this okay because technically miles morales was referenced yeah who knows what'll happen yeah so for overall in the MCU, I've had the same favorite Marvel movie for seven years up until Wednesday. That oh. <laughs> it was dethroned. Um, and I, it might change over time. Like I am rewatching the entire MCU right now. But as of right now, I can confidently say this is like my favorite Marvel movie. And it is just like, I know I've said this like 20 times already. It's seeing my whole childhood come together, like yeah. all the nostalgia, all of like these characters that I am so attached yeah. to and love. And I'm like, damn, I don't know how upcoming Marvel movies are going to compare to this for me. Like, right. how am I going to go watch Multiverse of Madness and, be, and not be like, well, it's no Spider-Man, no way home. Uh, so for me, I'd say it's number one for the MCU. And should I do my Spider-Verse ranking now? Or do you want to do your MCU ranking? Or- no, no, you can, you can <laughs> Okay. Do and then for Spider-Verse, I'm, I'm, this one, it's not like Sandstone. It is like, I'd say it's tied with Into the Spider-Verse because they're like handling kind of the same concept of multiple Spider-Men. But one is a happy movie and the other one um, destroyed me. And because yeah. I love Into the Spider-Verse, that's like one of my in general favorite movies. And I'm like, I don't know if this is like better than that. I gave them like the same stars on Letterboxd. And it's just, they have such different outcomes that it's like, they're, they're just tied in first mm-hmm. for me that I would say they, those are like my two favorites. And I can't pick between the two of them for nice. which I would give the throne. Yeah, no, I think those are fair rankings. A lot of people put No Way Home, like, number one. Most people, top five. Like, more people, probably top ten. Whoever put Spider-Man No Way Home after top ten, I don't know if I can trust you. Uh, I feel like top ten is, like, the minimum. Yeah. Like, maybe you're not the biggest Spider-Man fan, so you just did not have it in your, like, top five, which is completely fine. Um, But, like, I feel like it's definitely a top ten movie for me. I mean, for me right now, it's sitting at, like, number five, but... 
nice. I feel like it might move around. Um, and when I say move around, I think I need to rewatch the MCU because I have some very interesting uh, opinions about the MCU. Eternals is my number one. And a lot of people would look at that and be like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> um no i literally was showing my spider-man ranking yesterday i made a tiktok and someone was like well that's so funny because eternals was all the way at the bottom for me number 25 and i was like great i I don't know how to react to that they were very very respectful about it at least they were like oh my god why do you have eternals at number one yeah they were very respectful about it nowhere near the worst marvel movie people are insane when they say that i I know but um so for me but it's like i feel like it's a top five i feel like that's a very fair place to start it with i did i will say it's better than shang chi and shang chi's number six for me that's why uh, i put knowing home at number five but i think we're gonna have to rewatch the mcu and see if i liked like where I would put it, but I would say it would never drop lower than top 10 for me. Like it would, mm-hmm. that would just never happen. It's definitely in the upper tier of the MCU. Um, So I'll say it's that. And then Spider-Verse, I can't decide if it's better than Spider-Man 2 as of right now, because I was <laughs> confused valid. by the plot details of No Way Home. Um, It's currently a number three. So it's, I'm right now my Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 into the Spider-Verse and then No Way Home. Very valid. But I like that. If, I I think I also wanted to rewatch the Spider-Man movies. If I rewatch it and I realize that I like No Way Home more than Into the Spider or more than Spider-Man Two, I feel like it'll jump to number two into the Spider-Verse. Will become number one and then yeah. yeah. But that's where we are right now with that. So those are my rankings. But that is the end of this episode. Thank you for joining me and talking, spending your last two hours talking about No Way Home. <laughs> um thank you for taking out your time and i hope you had a fun time here i I definitely did it's been fun getting to talk about this movie uh (laughs) yeah so thank you so much i'll make sure you guys check out zoe everywhere (laughs) online um i will leave all her links below and thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of eternally obsessed make sure to check out the podcast on all of the different platforms google spotify leave a review or a rating on apple podcasts and uh, follow the podcast instagram and tiktok to keep in tune with the updates that's all i have for you guys today uh thank you so much for all the appreciation on the podcast and i will see you and i hope you guys have a good day and have fun watching no way home yes